Welcome back to Access Code Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the fly pot himself, Cody. On today's episode, it's going to be a Tupac celebration for his 50th birthday, and I got a conversation with my cousin Shiny and my sister Nico, so stay tuned for this episode. be some stuff you're gonna see that's gonna make it hard to smile in the future but through whatever you see through all the rain and the pain you gotta keep your sense of humor you gotta be able to smile through all this bullshit I know I listened to that record back when I was in uh, high school. It wasn't made when I was in high school, of course, but uh, when I was ever feeling stressed out and just, you know, just needed some motivation, I would put on that song, you know, Scarface featuring Tupac Smile. Yo, Pac made so much music and he made it for any occasion. And like, if you ever just needed that motivation just to kind of just, you know, keep going, Pac got music for that. If you ever wanted to party, get fucked up a little bit, you know, drink some Alizé, I'm going to keep it all the way a buck. I really thought that Tupac made the drink Alizé. I thought he created it because he would talk about it so much. I don't even think people drink it to this day. Do people drink Alizé tonight? Like, for real. That's a serious question. Like, if anyone that knows me on a personal level, hit me up on the phone and text me if someone's really still drinking Alizé. But, uh, but, I mean, but he'd be talking about Hennessy and weed and Pac got music for that. You know, if you were an athlete. You know, and needed some, you know, that that extra urge when you about to go on the court on the field, or you about to go to the gym. Pop got music for it, or you about to get busy. All right, I'm gonna get into detail. You should already kind of know that, but Pop got music for it. And as I'm talking about it, you should already know this is a special edition of the podcast. This is episode 13 of Access Code Podcast, y'all. Thank you for coming back and listening to another episode with me. And coming up with this episode, I had a eureka moment because I was like, man. I want to do this edition, but I got to get two very special people to be on this pod. And that is my sister, Nico, and my cousin, Shani. Like, Nico, for real, back in the day when, you know, when we uh, would be living at the house, she would have posters of them, you know, from Word Life magazine, or we would watch Yo! and TV raps. For real. Pop had it all. Or when we would go to Spencer and go see Shani and them, you know, and, and as much as Shani adored Pop... It's just, you got to understand, I I didn't realize how big he was until I got older. Maybe because I could really understand it. You know, I I watched Poetic Justice and Juice. Juice is my favorite movie. If if I have to put that for any movie I've ever seen in my life, Juice is my favorite movie. And Bishop is really the reason of that. You know what I'm saying? But for real, look how influential this man was. Like Like, you cannot... Fathom that the 90s was Pac. He made things cool. If anybody got a bandana on their head, I think of Pac first. 
Or if you sitting around, you throwing up the West Side, you know, you twist your fingers. And it, it could, it, people could have been doing it way before Pac, but Pac made it cool. So if I see that today, I think of Pac. Because nobody, you know, if you live on the West Side of whatever city or a state you in, you know, West Side also kind of sound kind of cool, influential from Pac. Just saying. You know what I'm saying? Pac had it all. And um, and the one of my favorite things about him, like, not only he can make music, not only he made movies, he was an activist. He was dope, for real. And he touched so many people, y'all. So many people. I do remember when I used to work in the call center around this time a few years back. I remember I was on the phone with this lady. And sometimes when we get, like, kind of busy, you know, they tell you not to, you know, stay on the phone too long or have, like, you know, conversations with them, like, outside of, like, the work you're supposed to be doing. But, you know, if I'm having a really cool conversation with the, the individual I'm talking to, I didn't care. I wanted to, you know, to stay on the phone with them because I didn't want my next call to be somebody that's angry or, you know, something like that. So I, I, I took advantage of those calls if I needed to. But this lady was so cool. She's a Gemini, and I know her birthday at the time was coming up because, you know, they had the birthday on the screen. So I was like, hey, uh, what you going to be doing for your birthday? And she was like, oh, baby, I'm going to be, I'm going to go see that new All Eyes on Me movie. You know, my son's going to take me, and and I'm just going to enjoy myself. I, I love Tupac. Man, I can't believe they took him from us. And I remember when she said that, and I was thinking like, yo, this lady is 60 years old. And she loved Tupac. And I don't know too many people that's over the age of 60 who just love, well, you know, and at the time, I don't know, you know, when, when you know, when she was really with listening to Pac and everything. But when you hear that, that was crazy. But the other crazy part about it, this lady was white. And I'm just like, man, you know, he, everybody loved Tupac. You know, I also remember like going to OSU to go visit uh, Charisma. And I remember I was going to uh, the McDonald's they had down the street from the university. And I remember walking into the entrance of McDonald's and there was some dude in his car. He was, uh, he had the windows all rolled down and he was blasting, and tossed it up, you know, Machiavelli from the Columinati album. And, you know, and he's rapping the lyrics. Now, I don't know if he said nigga. So if that part came out, I didn't hear it. But I don't I do remember him saying, you know, when Pac was like, I pull over getting busy in the parking lot. He was he was rapping it to and doing little hand motions and stuff. I thought it was mad funny, you know, like, yo, you know, like anybody would listen to. It. I, I, I really appreciate it when people do that or just the quote. He had poems. Everybody, if you didn't listen to Pac, what was you doing? If you if you never if you haven't listened to him, just listen to him. Go to iTunes, especially tomorrow. Let's stream this man's music. Let's get him on some type of chart because he deserves it. So if I'm gonna do that, I gotta have two people that really know him in and out. I gotta have a conversation with two of the best people I know about Pac. That's my cousin, and that is my sister. And speaking of conversations, I also like to have great conversations with my wife, Charisma. So if you guys have not listened to the latest episode of Random Combos from the Couch, this is what you missed on the last episode. 2.30. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, 6.6. Six, 2.30. Yes. Hell no. Yes. They ain't, never, no, ain't no ain't no way. Baby, ain't no way. They ain't never said ain't no, way. no height. I don't, even, I, I don't even fuck they, with future, but first of all, ain't no way. Ain't, ain't no, no fucking ain't no way. Fucking way. <laughs> listen, listen. Are you serious? Is that really? Okay, heavyweights, welterweights, um, middleweights, weights. So it's the key word. Not So your height doesn't height. matter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you say heavy height? Yeah, yeah. heavy height. Welter height. They ain't doing no. Are so you get, serious? I'm dead ass. I am dead ass. Wow. Remember to check us out every week on Saturdays, Random Conference from the Couch Podcast. Also, real quick before I get into the conversation, something else happened uh, two weekends ago. I got my niece Zoe to do me a little favor. So I was like, look, I need a little sound bite for the show. And this is what she gave me. Fly pod. Uh, so I was like, yo, because I'm the fly pot, I, I got to go ahead and get, you know, a like, nice little voice to be on the show and everything like that. So y'all might be hearing it here and there. Also, with that being said, since we also recorded a bunch of those times, different takes, we also got something like this. Fly pod. Yeah. 
I don't want to do this. <laughs> so, Zoe, I hope I hope it's all well. I'm telling you, you're going to be big and it's going to be from this show and everything like that. I promise y'all that. But, y'all, we're going to get into it. So, the conversation I had with my cousin Shani and my sister Nico about the life and times of Tupac Shakur. Y'all, check it out. It's already one of my favorite episodes so far. All right, y'all. I am back. And now I'm going to have... Two people with me that if I'm going to do a Tupac podcast, I got to get the two best people in the world that can help answer these questions for me. And I'm going to just let y'all know, I did not want to do this by myself because I can only imagine if I messed up on something, the text messages and phone calls y'all would have sent me. So we're going to do this right. So I'm going to ask y'all, you know, my Tupac historians. Um, I have with me right now uh, Miss Nico Nordington and Miss Shawnee Neely. How are y'all? good doing great all right so uh so first question i want to ask y'all what was your first impression of pop when he first came out and i'll start nico <laughs> since i got you on the screen we'll get start with you i'm gonna tell you this is crazy it's gonna blow you away i my first impression of tupac i was 10 years old which is crazy because my son is 11 i was 10 <laughs> years old and, and my older brother came home one day on the weekends, him and a few of his friends from high school. They were in high school at the time. And um, shout out to Star Spencer, <laughs> class of 92. Right. But um, they, um, they were in high school, mm -hmm. I believe, in the senior year. And um, anyway, they came home and they we had in our house, you remember, we used to have the den at the house on, on Downing Street. We had the den area. And so they were in the den watching a movie and, you know, just me being the nosy little sister was like, what, you know, what they doing? You know, so trying to be all up in the mix with the, with the older kids. Right. And so they watched Juice. They had Juice on. And I remember it was 92 and they had Juice on and they were watching it. And I'm kind of peeking in on the side of the door, just kind of watching it. And I just remember it was just when I saw this this bishop on the screen just this guy he was just so mysterious and and just you know I was just like who is who is this who is this right and so I it was just an instantaneous like attraction at <laughs> 10 years old to this guy and I was just kind of like who is it and so of course you know at school everybody's talking about this movie because it was just the the it movie back right. then and you know all the girls were just kind of like Raheem and and on a cue and and not Omar Epps or whatever but I was just like no this <laughs> this guy who is this guy this bishop guy so then I learned later learned that he was Tupac and it just seems like I think that was just his breakout role obviously right. and then from that point on everywhere I looked he was there he bought the magazines at the grocery store and everywhere and you know he was just that guy and I just I just became infatuated with him and um that was just the start of it it just okay. it was juice <laughs> Okay, and uh, Shani, same question. Okay, so I'm class of 92 with Star Spencer, and one of her brother's friends, who was my friend, mm -hmm. we had a trigonometry class. So I don't know if this was the end of 91 or the beginning of 92, and his name was Marcus. So he came to class and he said, Shani, have you heard this song by this dude named Tupac? He said, he looked like these dudes you like. And I was like, <laughs> Okay. And, you know, back then we had a cassette that we, if we right. were in class, we had a tape deck in the back of the class. So I went to the back of the class with Marcus uh -huh. and he played Brenda's Got a Baby. And I was like, oh, yes. And then he showed me the picture. I was like, you're right. That's the kind of dude I like. <laughs> you know, he was kind of rough. <laughs> and so it does at the same time, Juice was out and everything. And I was like, man, I just like that bad boy thing about him. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't tell Tupac from Bishop. I was like, right. Really crazy? Or like, but. Right. I mean, you could tell, but you like he probably got this edge to him. Yeah. So that that was my first introduction, to, and I okay. always, you know, like when I write messages about you know Tupac, I'll be like, my friend Marcus introduced me to Tupac, and that's mm -hmm. that's how it started on the tape deck in the back of trigonometry class. Okay. See, and see, I never knew that. I knew I never knew <laughs> like 
as I'm as I'm getting older and I'm seeing y'all and y'all love Tupac, I just know like the middle part. So that is the first time I got to hear that. So I'm happy I asked that question. Um, yeah. Chani, I got this question for you. So you got to see Tupac in Oklahoma City, is that correct? Yeah, okay, so I'm gonna tell you the story. Okay. So I won some tickets on the radio. Now everybody know my sister was a DJ at the local radio station. Yeah. I won those tickets, honestly. I was in the bathroom taking a bath. <laughs> I had the radio on. I had my phone by the thing. And you had to be the 11th caller. I won them tickets. I didn't have a car. I didn't even know how I was going to get to the concert. So my <laughs> best friend, Soraya, you know, we lived in Norman. We went to OU. And mm-hmm. so Soraya drove. We went to the, we left Norman. We went to the city. We went to the concert. And uh, it, was, it wasn't a good concert. The acoustics was bad. The crowd mm. didn't like the sound kept going out. People were throwing stuff on the stage. It was hostile. <sighs> I even think Tupac got arrested that night they left Oklahoma City on the highway. Mm-hmm. It was bad. But mm. we found out what hotel he was staying at. So okay. you know what we did? We went to the hotel. Right. So we sitting outside in the lobby and some of the guys from Thug Life, um, some of the guys, it was the bodyguard and a couple other dudes, they mm-hmm. were down in the lobby. And so we were taking pictures with them, you know, just hanging out or whatever. Yeah. And we went up the elevator trying to find Tupac's room, found nothing, come back. A little while later, Tupac comes off the elevator. We sitting in the lobby. I looked at my friend. I looked at Tupac. He saw us. He turned his head like he didn't see us. And he just scurried on out. <laughs> it's like a, a revolving door type thing. He just yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. Had a duffel bag. He was like, oh, no, I'm trying to get up out of here for these girls to see me. So everybody had left the lobby at that point. We waited so long, you know. Yeah. Followed him out the door. I actually tripped on the door beam. Yeah, that's my, I'm telling nobody that I tripped on the door. <laughs> and my friend was behind me. And I was like, oh, what do I say? Uh, Tupac. Uh, I was like, Mr. Shakur. <laughs> I know what to say. I was trying to. So I was like, Tupac, will you take a picture with us? He was so, because the show, mind you, the show was horrible. Right. He said, Ugh. And I was just looking Aww. like, what you gonna do? And then my friend was like, forget this, let's go. I was like, we getting this picture. Right. And he was like, come on. So I went, I stood next to him. And in the picture, he pulls up his shirt. Cause he had a pager on, so he wants you to see his pager. So he was doing like this, and he had a blunt in his mouth. He had his back, <laughs> he was holding this up, and his blunt in his mouth. And the picture, like, um, the picture is real blurry because mm-hmm. that was back when you had the cameras that rolled, you know, right. like, and you snap. Yeah. But right. by the time we met Tupac, we had run out of film because I was with the other people. Oh. So I started the film. I was like, I was pushing that button, like this was like, hurry up, and I started the rollover. So that's why in my picture is two pictures on one. Okay, okay. I thought it was like, like something later on. And, and oh, I rewound that damn film. I was like, no, we getting this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, uh, one of the Tupac, one of the most popular fan sites, they asked me for, could I get the picture altered? So I'm gonna take the negative mm-hmm. um, to that photo mm-hmm. place you told me about, and I'm gonna see if they can like separate it to where it looked like a real picture. Cause okay. some people think it's fake. Yeah. So it is not fake. Cause I was yeah. right there. Um, Since you already had brought up about Bishop, is that your favorite Tupac movie character? If not, what, what is? And then also, what did y'all think about All Eyes on Me, how they did the movie? Definitely Juice has a special place in my heart. Just because that was, you know, that was the first time I've, I ever laid eyes <laughs> on <laughs> Tupac. Um, and I know that I know that movie word from word, but I know all of his movies basically <laughs> word from word. I would say... For me, of course, just the girliness in me, one of my favorites was just seeing that softer side of him, him being able to be, you know, so hardcore Mm -hmm. in uh, Juice, but then also being able to be just more softer, sensitive, you know, um, love interest and poetic justice. Of course, I always imagine I was really Janet Jackson in her place watching this movie, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, so I, I like Lucky, but then, you know, you got Birdie from Above the Rim. I mean, you you just, I, you I really can't pick one. I, I can't, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, pick one. Okay. I, uh, I agree with you. So I got to go with um, Juice. I just juice. feel like it just don't get no realer than that. He, of course, he did great with Above the Rim. And mm-hmm. I really like the rough side more than the soft side. So I feel like Bishop just met that impression on me. Like, mm-hmm. that was just, you know, he was, Bishop was a hurt kid, but he was rough. And I mean, I could feel mm-hmm. a lot of things, a spectrum of emotions on him, but Bishop, my favorite. Okay. And um, actually, one thing before I get to the next question, um, because 
all of us had got into a big debate, not like all of us against each other, but all of us like in the same kind of group back a few years ago in Christmas. Nico had said something. If that was the time I wish I had a podcast, that would have been the day. But but Nico had said something that made so much sense. And I ain't going to lie, Nico. I actually use this in arguments. That Tupac's Bishop character really influenced a lot of the gangster rap after that. A, a lot of the people that was rapping mm-hmm. in a hardcore gangster vibe, they, they was trying to get their inner Bishop. That's how I, right. I, I thought about that. Um, yeah. So yeah, when you said that in in the discussion, I have to agree. You know, because uh, everybody wanted to be bishop. You know, and they still use to this day. I still hear that it, like in rhymes and stuff like that. So, but let me ask you a question, Nico. Um, there was a Tupac Center in Stone Mountain, and I remember you had you know driven over there to show me. Can you tell me about the experience that you had at that place when it was open? Um. The center was amazing. Um, they did a they did a great job. Um, you know, I, I probably visited the center about four times, maybe five times. Okay. I was a regular, <laughs> but and that and, and that was even before that was even before you know relocating to Atlanta. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Living here, there was you know I, I had already moved back to Oklahoma for that time frame when they first um, had opened, mm-hmm. and. Um, I remember just being inside and it was really cool because his family was running it at the time when I was there. It was his uncle, Uncle Bill inside. It was a few of his cousins. So it was just, it was, you know, it was just that family vibe. Um, And so it's so cool because you're able to actually see, you know, memorabilia, memorabilia from his home. Um, from his, you know, his awards, actually see the Grammys and things that he won, you know, and so just to be able to see him and just kind of how they had like a timeline of his life and, and everything. Now, the only thing that I can say that they, 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 they missed the mark was on that, on that statue, that statue, that statue statue was not, (laughs) was not. They, I just, you know, I think if that was that was probably my only um, con okay. about the the center. Okay. But I did really enjoy the fact too that they had turned it into like a performing art center right. for you know a lot of the inner city kids and and I actually even um, went to a few of the productions that the kids did and put okay. on just to show support. Okay. Um, when they would when they would do it here in the Rialto Center, and so I remember Keela and I would go to a few of them and everything, and I was able to see and meet his sister um, and things like that. And so, okay. yeah, it was it was great. I, I really hate that it was it's not there anymore. It's really it's really heartbreaking, and I think Shani and I actually tried to start like a little petition. I know on Facebook I had put a post and I had tagged them and they people a lot of people started agreeing with me when I was just kind of like maybe you guys just need to have somebody else manage it Mm -hmm. that's not related and Mm -hmm. um you know just kind of do a better job with it because I think it could be incredible you know Mm -hmm. I really think it could be an incredible place um and so I wish they would kind of you know take it back and and redo do it again but yeah I enjoyed it okay all right, so I got a two-parter, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask each one of y'all. So, um, Shani, I'm gonna ask you this one: uh, Do you think Tupac had hip hop's biggest success story as being a roadie to digital underground to being the most hip hop legend of all time? I do. I mean, you you think about some rappers and they came from like uh, backgrounds of selling drugs or being in gangs, and then they made it. But you thought you think about like the lowest level blue collar worker on. Right entertainment tour or in the industry that's a roadie mm-hmm. you know and you working for free you're probably just barely surviving off eating meals and per diem and that's probably what he did mm-hmm. and then to go on to be like known all over this globe you know if you think about the reach of Tupac's name across every generation the double album all eyes on me from the right. movie I mean he was the hardest working pr- and, and died at 25 and you did all of that and you're stuck mm-hmm. you still got accolades going and yes. you've been gone 25 years I think that is the greatest and, and and I'm not even looking at let's say Jay-Z with his billions of dollars or right. Kanye West with his genius and his accolades but like Tupac he hit the heart because he came from the street mm-hmm. he started on the bottom and then he just he was the he made he to me 
he was the best, not lyrically, but from the heart. That's the heart true. of what he did. And that's yeah. why I think he was the best. His artistry. Okay. I like that. And I like how when you brought it up and the fact that um he actually did all of this way before today's time in the digital world where everything is a little bit more just a streaming thing. You do talking about people physically had to go to stores to buy the albums to for that to be sold. We you talking about people had to physically go to the movies. Nothing was he did it from the bottom up. So I like that. Yeah. Um and Nick Man, Punk was a trend. He was a trendsetter. I mean, just mm -hmm. even think about the bandanas. When you, if you just even see a bandana, you automatically affiliate a bandana with Pac. Like yes. you know, everybody was okay. on them and everything, and you know what I mean. And just even kind of seeing like what they so-called alter ego. You know how he he was able to to be both sides. You know what yeah. I mean? Because he he was an activist as well, and mm -hmm. a lot of people forget about that. You know, he grew up in that. And, you know, this man was, he was brilliant. He really was, you know what I mean? And so to be able to be a, a music, a, you know, a music artist, mm -hmm. um, a poet, an activist, a movie star. I mean, you know what I mean? Like he was, a, in my eyes, he was a trendsetter. And you still see a lot of these younger kids now, even to this day, you know, you have to get props to pop. Like right. you have to, you know yeah. what I mean? He, he changed hip hop. And I mean, of course, you know, even during that was the first, you know, beef of East Coast, West Coast rivalry mm -hmm. that, you know, um, and then the the diss record, you know what I mean, with him mm -hmm. and and which is legendary. They what, 25 years now? Yes, they said, 20, yeah, just, know, so just hit it. Yeah. I mean, and everybody know that first line when he hit him up. Come on. I mean, you know what I mean? So this man. <laughs> This man was Ooh. a trendsetter. Yeah. Right. But he, he, he definitely needs his props. Hey, Cody, I was going to say something. So the first time I heard Hit Him Up, so it was this club called a Cat, um, uh, Casanova's. Uh -huh. And me and Terea, my friend who I met him with, we were mm -hmm. out there. She said, my brother gave me this tape and you need to listen to this. So we listened to it. <laughs> I was like, girl, he can't be saying stuff like this. Something <laughs> bad is going to happen. She was mm -hmm. like, Shady, this is bad. And it, I mean, it did end up being bad. But I mean, right. it was like groundbreaking. Like, can you believe it? Was. it? Yeah, but it, it just put a feeling over you. Like, he really went there. Okay, mm -hmm. so with that being said, because this is not a question I have, but I'm going to just ask it just because you said that. Can y'all imagine that record being released. Well, actually, I'll say this. At that time, and Twitter was around, can y'all imagine how the internet would have reacted? Because I'm just saying, like, we talk at a time where it wasn't digital. And just the, the fact, he would have broke Twitter. He would have broke Twitter. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it would have been He definitely would have been trending. He would have been trending. Trending topic. Yeah, <laughs> like. Shut it down. He shut it down. <laughs> he shut it down without no social media back then, so right. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, it right. was it's crazy. It but um, but since uh, I had mentioned something about the uh, digital underground, Nico, um, what what was the the passing of Shock G? How was that? You know, like was this was it major to the point where because like I wouldn't say that nobody everybody forgot about him, but at the same time, in a way where when he passed, I mean. Like, how big was that just in the whole legacy of Pac and for Shock G to kind of also kind of bring him in as his roadie in uh, Digital Underground? Um, I think definitely, you know, people people forgot about that because Tupac kind of broke out, you mm -hmm. know, and kind of, you know, became a, a mega superstar, you know. Right. And like he said, to start from a roadie. Um, and a lot of people forget that he started him and him and Shaq G, you know, started together. And that's who brought him on and had him, you know, just in the background doing the Humpty dance. You know, a lot of people don't know that. And, you know, um, I do think, you know, to to see and hear about it, because you're actually the one that um, notified me. And then I think I reached out to Shawnee to tell her, you know, and mm -hmm. I really don't even still know a lot of details right, um, of what, what occurred. Um I just kind of heard some things or whatever, but mm -hmm. um, I, you know, Shock definitely was a trendsetter himself too. You know, yes. like we said, the alter ego and, and the nose and the Humpty and, you know, and everything and everybody knows that song. And so um, I think for him and him and Pac, you know, you definitely, when you mention one, you mentioned the other, mm -hmm. unfortunately, you know, and you have to give both of them their props. They both were legends in my eyes. Okay. Um, did both of you guys get to uh get to visit a Feeney's house or meet up with I, her? I went um I okay, so like I visited the center just like Nico did. Mm -hmm. Um 
on the day that I went to the grand opening and I saw her at the mm-hmm. grand opening and that same trip I was in Atlanta, my yeah. sister took me by where her house was. And I met her a couple of times. Like I met her um, at the Essence Music Festival a couple of times. Okay. She autographed. Um, that's when he had that album, uh, Until the End of Time. Mm-hmm. I think that was the name of it. And he had like a DVD that went with it. Oh, okay. If that was the right one. Yeah. And she, I, I got an autograph from her. Like the first time I met her, I just bumped right into her. We were in a crowd of people and I walked right into her. Mm. And, uh, I met her. And then the second time it was set up to where the fans could line up. Mm-hmm. And you could get an autograph, and I did that thing. But I mean, of course, you know, I went by the house. Okay. <laughs> let me let me tell you, I quit my job that day to go meet Miss uh, Afini Shakur. Yeah. I used to, I was, I was living here. Yeah, I was living here, and I was working at this little call center. It was right after I had graduated college, and mm-hmm. um, Keila hit me up, and you know, she was, she's always been connected in the music, you know, uh, business. Uh, industry and so she hit me up and she said hey she said uh they doing a premiere at the magic johnson studio at this time Mm -hmm. um theater and um she had these passes to go see a private screening of um the new movie um tupac resurrection and um she was like you know it starts at like six o'clock and um it was a good distance away and i was like dang i don't get out to like eight and she called me, it was probably, I, I had like an hour, an hour to get there. And she was like, if you can't make it, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to make it. <laughs> what you talking about? Right. And so, you know, I tried to, I tried to play sick at work and it wasn't working. And my boss just wasn't buying it. I was trying my hardest to get out of there. And, and finally I was like, you know what? I quit. Ooh. I threw that little headset down. I packed my stuff. I hit my little car. I had a little Honda Civic at the time. I did probably about a hundred on the highway to meet Keela. I met her and um, it was amazing because we got to, it was like a limited amount of people. It probably wasn't even no more than probably like 30 people at that. It was a very small screening. I had no idea she was going to be there. I just thought it was just a private screening of the right. movie before it came out. Right. And so of course, when we get there, it's all dark and we sit down and we watch the movie. Well, after that, they, they, uh, ushered everybody out into the back where they had set up like a reception mm-hmm. and they had like a tent and everything and they were saying um they have food and refreshments and things like that so it was a bunch of like uh music execs out there just you know like just uh conversing together right and so I'm with Keela and we we go out and as soon as we step out I saw her standing there at, at this table and I was like Oh my God, this is, you know, this, this, that's a Phoebe, that's his mama, you know, like, so I'm like in my whole fangirl moment. And, um, I, I, uh, they had copies of the CD, I mean, the movie there. And, um, I got a, I got a movie, of course, you know, I got that. And, um, I, I went up to her, she was sitting there just, you know, standing there eating and a couple of people were around. So I waited and I just walked up to her and y'all, right when I saw her, she turned around and looked at me and I just cried. I just started crying. Oh. And I just said, I'm so sorry. And I was like, I just love your son. And he's my favorite. <laughs> I couldn't even keep it together. Y'all, I was just crying. She <laughs> hugged me. She said, come here, baby. And she <laughs> hugged me and put her arms around me. And I just cried on her shoulder, y'all. Oh I God. cried. And so I said, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. And I was like, I'm so sorry for your loss. And, you know, and I know if he was everything to me, I know he was your world, you know, this right. is your son. And I was just so apologetic to her and everything. And she, she did, she was so sweet. And um, she, she just let me cry. She was looking at me. She probably thought this girl was out of her mind. But right. then um, she signed my um, DVD. She, she mm-hmm. said, give me, give me that. And she took it from me and she signed it. Uh, and she wrote a sweet little message on, on the front of it. And so I, I definitely have it and cherish that and cherish that moment because, uh, you know, I, I wasn't able to meet him like Shani was. I remember when I heard Shani met him. I was so jealous, but my mom was like, you like 11 years old, 12 years old, you like going to go see, you know, this this man, right. this grown man, this child, this minor, and so uh, when I heard Shawnee met him, I remember, I was like, man, that's not fair, that's not fair, you know, but uh, so just meeting his mother was, you know, that that definitely was amazing to, to be able to meet her and, and cry, cry to her. Right. So yeah, she was she was awesome. Okay, so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this one last question before we do the trivia. 
And so, because this is going to be a question where, you know, hopefully I don't, like I said, I, I made sure to ask the question before we got started. So can you tell me what through your mind from the moment that he had, uh, that he got shot and the moment he passed? If, if you don't want to say it, just let me know. You don't have to answer that question. I don't, like I said, I don't want to ruffle no feathers. Mm-hmm. We'll get back bad memories. Made my heart drop. Okay. I know, right? When he got shot, I remember I didn't have cable. I was in college. I didn't have cable. My friend Marcus called me at work and told me, and I was like, he lying. He don't know what he's talking about. So I called my mom. And my mom was like, yeah, I saw it on the news, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just like, what? But then at the same time, I wasn't worried about it because he had already lived one time. So I was like, right. Yeah. And then, um, the next thought was, you know, I sent him a card to the hospital, right? I was calling up there every day. I was like, I called too. I right? called too. <laughs> I was like, lady, I don't have cable. I need to know. And I remember, okay, so the day that he died, I had just called the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I asked the nurse, you know, okay, I'm about to go to work. What happened? What's going on? Then lady told me, she said, we ain't supposed to tell nobody, baby, but he going to be all right. Don't even worry about it. Cool. I went to work. I was at work not only 10 minutes and my mama called me and said mm-hmm. he died. I was like, heck? And that just messed my whole, I had six hours to work. I got off work, Cody. I went and got me a Code 45, <laughs> ran me a bathtub, and I just laid in my bathtub drinking that Code 45. Like, oh my God, I can't believe this. So I was devastated. None. What's funny, yeah, it kind of piggybacks off Shani because Shani is actually the one that, because, you know, by this time, we both knew we had this this crazy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, connection with yeah. this with Tupac. And so Shani actually was the one, and I was in high school. I was a sophomore at John Marshall. And um, I remember when he got shot, Shani told me, and, and I mean, like she said, my heart just dropped. But at the same time, like she said, you know, I'm thinking he a fighter. You know, he he done fought it before. You know, he he gonna he gonna be all right. And um, it was all over the news, and I couldn't watch it. It was just making me sick to my stomach. I remember, but um, and the kids at school because everybody knew I was mm-hmm. I love Tupac. Um, they were just being just just you know just kids and now you look at it with assholes yeah. and so right, basically right. you know they were like laughing and you oh he's gonna die he's gonna die and it's you know and I was like no he ain't not because I knew Shani was reaching out I'm calling the uh, <laughs> hospital as well you know and everything and then she feed me information we get information from from my other you know, her sister and you know so we get I feel like I got the plug like I got the inside I had like, the number. Oh. That, that was so, right there so when Shani was like, um, he, hey, I talked to the nurse and the nurse said he going to be okay. I was like, cool. Well, of course, there's a few days later, you know, each day, you know, we, we, you know, just basically hold on. Well, then the final day, I remember it was a Friday, Friday 13th. And um, John Marshall was playing Star Spencer. Yes, Star Spencer was a football game. And I had, mom had went and dropped me off and I was going to be meeting up with our Mm-hmm. And I was going to be staying overnight with them and, and uh, Star Spencer. So this is like a big game back then. You know, John Marshall versus Star Spencer. It was a pretty big rivalry game. Yeah. And I remember she had just dropped me off. And um, when I got out the car, all these people, all like my best friends and everybody that I knew were all waiting at the the admission gate, you know, where you, you pay to come in. Everybody was lined up. I'm not realizing they're waiting on me to get there. I didn't know. So when I pulled up and got out the car, everybody was just standing there staring at me. And I'm like, what's going on? And I heard my best friend, Dalisa, say, she don't know. And I said, no, what? And she was like, girl, Tupac died. And I was like, no, he didn't. I, we got hospital today. He good. Like, y'all don't know. And everybody was like, no, he died. And by that point, everybody was coming up to me, just, you know, grabbing me, hugging me and all this. And so then it, it was like, this must be for real. Y'all, I passed out. I mm-hmm. just I just dropped. I did. I was devastated. So I they took me back to the house and I couldn't talk. Yes, I passed out. I fell. I dropped. And um, they took me back to the house in Spencer, and I was just, I remember, I was just, like, over it. And, and I remember walking into the house, and um, 
you know, my uncle had CNN on and it was all over the news. And, you know, and I remember they were like, it, it just irritated me because it was like rapper Tupac Shacker, you know, like they ain't even <laughs> pronouncing his name. I'm like, nah! you know, I'm just upset. I mean, I I definitely was like, Shani said, devastated, devastated. So the next day, you know, I stayed overnight there and then, you know, I went home the next morning and you know, walking in my room, I had all these posters all over the wall. Yeah, and yeah. I just, I just broke down and cried. I was, I was just, I was done. I was done. I, I just felt like my whole world was snatched under me. So you know it, what, it was Tony, devastating. It was something, and I'm gonna say this real fast because I know we probably got a limited time. But like, mm-hmm. Tupac provided me so much inspiration. Like, I just remember having a lot of problems in college or going through depression, and I would listen to Tupac, and that's how I would feel better. So, like, when he died, I felt like, well, why do the one that I like have to die? Because that's what I needed to keep me going. So, it mm-hmm. was more like, dang, now what I'm gonna do? Right. So, it mm-hmm. was like, conflicted like a person and then a person that I needed mm-hmm. so. I know I, I completely understand and uh, I know that um when I got older to realize because when I'm a kid you know when you have your little sibling rivalry, sibling rivalry with your sister you just like you know okay Tupac whatever then I get older I'm like yo I I, I see it I see the vision <laughs> I, I get it now I understand so mm-hmm. um, so Having that from from uh, from Nico, some Biggie and some Jay Z from Leroy and everything. So I, I get I got the, the good worlds and everything. All right. Yeah. So before we end this, like I said, we was gonna do some trivia, and so I got twenty questions, and hopefully, guys are, are like are, are synced in on the right one because I'm basically first one to say it gets the point. So, like I said, twenty questions. Some of them fairly easy. Actually, probably for both of y'all, it's all easy. So we're gonna see what happens. So. Just want to, you know, ask you already, you know, everything set. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. So, so question number one, with the first, middle, and last, what is Tupac's birth name? Lashane Paris Crooks. Okay. I, I, I heard Nico no, on that one first. No, it's, it's Lashane Paris Crooks. Oh, his Wait, Hold on. What'd you say? What'd you say, Shani? I said Tupac Amaru Shakur, yeah. Okay, I don't get that. That ain't me. She got it. All right. Question number two. At what age did Tupac get into rap music? 17. 17. Now, I got this one online, so if if I'm wrong, I'm just a messenger. It said 15. No, I believe it, because he was still in high school, performing arts. So 17 would put him as like a senior. 15 was more like it. Okay. Okay. So we so no one gets the point on that one. All right. What is Tupac's birthday plus the year? June 16, 1971. All right. I got I got Shawnee on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many times this is question number four? How many times did he get shot in 1994? Five. Five. Yeah. Shawnee on that one. Ho- hopefully the connection works on this one as well. Okay. Question number five. What organization was his mother a part of? Black Panther. Black Panther Party. Black Panther Party. Nico said it first. I heard Nico. Okay. Number six. How old was Tupac when he starred in the play A Raisin in the Sun? He was 13. 12. What, what did you say, Shani? 13. I got, it was showing 13. So, Shani, oh, okay. on that one. All right, question number seven. Tupac's friendship with Jada Pinkett Smith dates back before his fame. Where, how did they meet? Baltimore, uh, the performing arts school. Okay, got Nico on that point. All right, number eight. Out of these choices, which was not an album made by Tupac? Me Against the World, All Eyes on Me, Tupac, Tupacalypse Now, or Black and White? Black and White. Right. Black and White. It was, it was like, <laughs> that was, I don't know. I was like, I'm just going to use it. What? We still look at this every day. <laughs> okay. uh, number nine, what was his father's name? Billy Garland. Billy, Billy Garland. Garland, yeah. All right. Shiny gets that one. Question number 10, who is his godson? His godson? Yeah. No, his goddaughter. Is uh Corinne from Salt and Pepper, Salt's daughter. 
Um, I didn't know he had a godson. I think now, just to kind of throw that, I think did he? I feel like he mentioned him in um. Uh, what's why keep your head up? Yes, thank you. I'm sorry, I couldn't even think of the sound name for a second. Um, no, I thought he said no. He did. I he did say my godson, and he said in the he little did. What did he yeah. say? Yeah, what's the answer? Elijah. Elijah. Elijah who? I just got it from online. And they said a picture from the, the uh, Keep Your Head Up video. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll use that. All right, cool. So no one gets the point. We we'll scratch that one. So number 11, what was, his, what was Tupac's nickname as a child? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that one. Uh, I got it online. It said Black Prince. So I'm just. Oh, okay. I never heard that. All right. So number twelve, who was his only sister? That's the Okay, I got Nico on that one. All right. From the hit "Do for Love," that was sampled by the singer. What was the singer's name? Name was Billy. Um, shoot, I was just listening to that thing. Billy something. Billy Carson. Mm. -mm. Oh man! I don't know. He is a I, guy. It's a what? He, he is a white guy. I, I I'm giving you his, you know like a hint. Yeah, I can't think of his name. <laughs> Michael McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, is Bobby Codwell? <laughs> that's what you would. That's what you would mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, well, I, I, I guess it. That's a name I would think he would have. But yeah, all right. So <laughs> number fourteen. In what city? Tupac came to the aid of a man beaten by two police officers in the shoot. Atlanta. Shoot All right, hold on, hold on. Okay, it was. I heard Nico's voice. A town. <laughs> All right, number fifteen. His thug life concept is an acronym for what? The hate the you hate give that you give to everyone. Yeah. All right, I got Shani on that one. All right, number sixteen. What was the date and time he was pronounced dead? September 13th, 1996, it was like 4.03 p.m. Ooh, on the point. I see, Shadi. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. It was the worst, worst day in history. Worst That's day true. in history. Yes. Um, although we partied on that day uh, a few years back on the 20th anniversary, and that was a good day for that. So I'm saying. Yeah, we kicked it. We yeah. did. All right, number 17. How many records was Tupac has Tupac sold worldwide? Oh, God. 21 mm. million. And it's an over question, so anything over. So, Nico, what's your guess on that one? I say over. I say over fifty. All right, it, it over was 50. still over seventy-five million. God. seventy-five. Okay. Now you right. uh, it. This is an easy one. Number eighteen. What is Tupac's mother's name? Afani. Afani is Chikor. You know. I, I, that may go to Nico because she pronounced it right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to that one. All right, two more. Who was the last person he recorded with before his death? Mm. I don't know. I'll I'll give y'all I'll give y'all a hint. Bobby. Oh, never mind. Uh, Shani did get that one. Who was it? I was just listening yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, are you still down? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's a cool little song. Too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. How many blood siblings did Tupac have? Two. Is it two for real? Only because it say one. Two. Oh, um, got a brother I, you know, too. I no friend. Because That's I was thinking, I know his brother. I was like, I felt like it. I'm like, if no I didn't. Cream. All right, so you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna count that one, you know, so the internet is wrong. That's said don't kill the messenger on that one. I think full, full full sibling, he has one, but Mo Prima is his half brother. But she his sister's half too. Mm. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, they don't have the same name. Yeah, yeah. Tallied yeah. up the votes. It was uh eight to seven, Shawnee. <gasps> oh, hey. It was close. It was close. Yay. All right. So um, any last things before we get off? You know, if you guys want to plug your socials and everything like that, just because, you know, who knows who's all listening to this? 
I want to plug the Tupac social. It's at number two PAC.com. That's the website and the same Instagram and Facebook. Okay. <laughs> and I just want to say, you know, Shani and I were just talking about, oh, we just want to say happy 50th birthday pod. Like you still the legend, still the ghost, still oh, my first love. So happy <laughs> birthday. That's <laughs> right. good life. <laughs> Tupac forever. Mm-hmm. All right. So what they say, y- y'all know that that little meme that's going around talking about uh that's my man and I'ma stick but I'ma stick beside him. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna stick beside him. Stick beside him. Ride or die. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we're gonna get back into it with access code, but we get next to the segment two for Tuesday. once again to Nico and Shani for the great conversation we had about Pac. Y'all, I enjoyed the conversation and in the fact that a lot of those questions I asked you guys, I didn't even know how the outcomes was. And to be honest with you guys, I'm jealous in a good way. And so after the conversation, y'all, I decided to have them give me their picks for two for Tuesday. So I ain't plugging on email this week for, you know, if you're listening to the show, you should already know what it is. So we're going to start off like this. One, I'm going to call this Tupac Tuesday because why not? The man's 50th birthday is tomorrow, so we celebrating Pac all day today. So for the first one we're doing, we're doing Me Against the World. That was nominated by my sister. Let's do it. It's just me against the world. Be grateful for 
and the people in politics we address Always do your best, don't let the pressure make you panic And when you get stranded and things don't go the way you planned it Dreaming the riches, in a position to making a difference Politicians are hypocrites, they don't wanna listen If I'm insane, it's the fame made a proper change It wasn't nothing like the game, it's just me against the world best one like if i had to think about the best one it was this one for real and i mean my man went went number one while he was in prison when this album was released this was a good project by pop for real for real all right so the next one we're gonna do this was one that shiny was able to nominate for two for tuesdays or i should say tupac tuesday this week pitch me rolling and real quick before i play this song i gotta let y'all know when i first got my corolla Five years ago, and I'm about to have it paid off later on this year. Woo, woo. This was the first song I played. Why not? This was this this song is great. So pitch me rolling, Tupac. Yeah, clear enough for you. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My niggas look mad. Right. Y'all supposed to be happy on the street. Y'all niggas look like y'all wanted me to stay in jail. <laughs> Put me rolling in my 500 bins. I got no love for these niggas. There's no need to be friends. They got me under surveillance. I swear somebody can tell it. No, there's no being sold. But I ain't the one selling. Don't want to be another number. I got a fucking gang of weed to keep you going under. The federalities want to see me dead. Niggas put prices on my head. Now I got two rock dollars by my bed. I feed them lead. Now I'm released. How will I live? Well, God forgive me for all the dirt a nigga did. One life to live, it's so hard to be positive When niggas shootin' at your crib Mama, I'm still thuggin' the world It's a war zone, my homies is inmate And most of them dead grown Full grown, following your man Still steamin' on ways to put some green inside the palms of my empty hands Just picture me rollin' Flossin' the beans on rings that isn't stolen My dreams are sensing, my hopes are pawn I'm like a bean that finally sees on the dope, it's gone My nerves is wrecked, heart beatin' and my hands are swollen Thinkin' of the G's I be holdin' Picture me rolling. Can you see now? Move to the side a little bit so you can get a clear picture. Can you see it? Picture me rolling. Yeah, nigga. Hey, but peep how my nigga side do it. Guess who's back? I got keys coming from overseas. Cost a nigga 200 G. I'm a street commando, Nino, for example. This lavish lifestyle is hard to handle, so I got the flaws, cause I'm more like a boss player. Thug ready to be a woman layer. So many player haters imitate a steady swinging. Make me wanna start bang banging. So I'm caught up in the game. Press code change. Pack it 40 glass to tame or rearrange. All that jealousy and envy coming from my enemies. While I'm sipping on Remy and running back Lexus and Chevy's on the wrong. 96 big body sitting no chrome. We head up out the zone, stone facing his own. You can admire, but don't look too long. I'm living a dream with triple beans and my pockets bulging. It's hard to imagine. Picture me rolling. Cause a nigga straight suffering from like I haven't paid for My bitch finna have a bath to see So I need to hit the lick drastically Cause these some bowling ass niggas and they slipping in my spot And I'm digging the pot, so I'm chicken in the pot We caught him sleeping, he didn't keep you niggas creeping It's how we do it every weekend, I don't mad It's time to count the proper CTO, you got the wrong spot Nigga, time to clock it I get the liquor and you can get the females The street is shit that we inflict and get the street sales Move smooth as 
a motherfucker, me and my nine. I'm cool as a motherfucker, I'ma get mine. Now we're satisfied. Got the pockets on stolen balls, hog in this pocket. Next to hot, picture us a rebel. Y'all ready for me? Picture me rolling roll call. You know some motherfuckers out there I just could not forget about. I want to make sure they can see me. Number one on my list, Clinton Correctional Facilities. All you bitch ass CEOs. Can you niggas see me from there? Balling on y'all punk ass. <laughs> Picture me rolling, baby. Yeah. All the niggas up in them cell blocks. I told y'all niggas when I come home or something. That's right, nigga. Picture me rolling. Oh, I forgot the DA. Yeah, that bitch had a lot to talk about. Before. Can the hoe see me from here? Can you see me, hoe? Picture me rolling. And all you punk police, can you see me? Am I clear to you? Picture me rolling, nigga. Legit. Free like OJ all day. Can't stop. You know I got my niggas up in this motherfucker. Manu, Pain, Sai, Mogo, Mopin. Sad dog, sir. Can you picture us rolling? Can you see me on? <laughs> Is y'all ready for me? We about this bitch. Anytime y'all want to see me again, rewind this track right here, close your eyes, and picture me rolling. Picture him rolling, y'all. Picture him rolling. Pac is the most impactful artist that we had in our lifetime. That sounds like a statement in an opinion at the same time, but if you guys can point me to the right direction, when I say impactful, let's collectively grab everything that he has done. All before the age of 25. For real, y'all. Yo, happy 50th birthday to you, Pac. Also, you know what? Might as well give us some other birthday shout-outs. So as I'm recording this, even though it's been the day days after the fact, and at the point where you guys are listening to this, uh, my, my twins, my nephew and my niece, Mason and Madison, they have turned five. So that is that is great. They is growing up on me. I just, damn, five. Man, but... Uh, y'all, I'm so happy for that. Also, my favorite cousin, and I know a lot of my family's listening to this, so don't act like y'all ain't got a favorite cousin. I'm just saying. Shannon, happy birthday to you. I know that as I'm recording this, your birthday isn't happy yet, but as you're listening to this, your birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, and enjoy everything that's coming for you, because there's going to be some great things happening for you. Um, man, a lot of Geminis. Uh, I know, I think Baby is a Gemini. Baby, if you're listening to this, happy birthday. Um... Also, uh, Shawnee, that was on the episode. I know her birthday's on the 20th. If I, if, I, if I messed up on that number, please let me know, Shawnee. But the 20th, y'all, man, so many Geminis. I, I, I mean, you know what? Y'all, y'all cool. Y'all cool. <laughs> I mean, ain't nothing like a Scorpio, but y'all cool. So shout out to y'all. Um, I know Nico and Janelle, because I had Nico on the show, might as well. They just celebrated their 10th year anniversary. 10 years being married. Y'all studied, y'all could stand each other for 10 years. That is what's up. Love y'all. Um, so also, uh, for next week, I need y'all help. If you're a big Jay-Z listener, I need your help. I'm trying to do a top five uh, Jay-Z list. And I, I have three for sure that's making the list, but I'm trying to get the other two and I need your help. So um, if I haven't already hit you up via text or in the messages, if I know a person, you know, if you're you know Jay-Z listener like that, I definitely um need your help so you know a lot i've got some good responses so far but if you are just a listener of the pod help a brother out if you're a big jay-z fan i'm trying to find out his top five list i'm gonna be asking on social media so don't get sick of me don't mute me if you haven't already mute me please unmute me so you can you know kind of help me out in this and you can mute me again i don't care but at the same time i need your help with that also another thing i may need help on from y'all go ahead rate the uh, pod five stars and give us a great review and i say us because it's the whole family even though it's me talking it's always us Y'all, the listeners of our show, especially for Random Comments from the Couch, join, you know, thank y'all for listening to both podcasts because you love your brother. You know what I'm saying? Um, Hit me up, please. 
you know, give me give me out there. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get some of these podcast but podcast bucks and I ain't made it yet. But I will be one day. And um also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at access code pod. Also artist for a two for Tuesday feature, access code pod at gmail.com. Oh man, it was a, it was probably a long podcast. I don't even know how long it's gonna be. And hope y'all rock with me throughout the whole episode. Until next time, as I like to say, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Fly pod. Yeah. I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs>